Yep, 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 yep. Let's get it. Let's get it. I'm amazing, man. How about yourself, brother? Good, 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 good. Let's get it. All right, so what up, everybody? My name is CEO Josh Earl. Um, so, you know, my I'm a successful podcast, not podcaster, but I'm a successful business coach. Um, really, really big in the real estate space and really just trying to take all the information that I've gained through my journey of real estate business and just give that to people who are coming up to be able to find success for themselves. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I never thought I would be as successful as I am. And I know there's other people just like me that feel like it's not possible for them. So I'm trying to basically do what your podcast does, which is show that process so that they can follow those steps and actually become successful as well. So, so we're going to get right into it. My first question is, what shifted first? Did it start to get the success start materializing first? And then you said, okay, I can do this. Or did you go somewhere? Did you hear something? Or did you just have a mindset shift first? And you said, okay, I can do it. And then once you had that mindset shift, you was able to start yeah, that's a, that's a good question, man. Um, so, I guess in the spirit of your podcast, like, uh, what came first really was me getting fired. You know what I'm saying? So I was a yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I was a manager. I was a manager for Walmart. You know what I mean? I was a manager for Walmart. I got fired. They tried to say I stole a bottle of water. A bottle of water, my boy. Bottle of water, bro. I've been I have been working at Walmart probably man like seven years at that time bro no yeah yeah so it, that should tell you it wasn't about the bottle of water you feel me yeah yeah seven years they basically my supervisor and I had issues and one of his ways of getting rid of me was to say I stole a bottle of water I never stole later on they tried to rehire me but I was like nah I think I'm good I think I'm good so yeah, man, you know, so that is really what kicked it off. You know what I'm saying? So uh, David Shans is my brother, really good friends with him. Um, at the time, I, I didn't know what he did. You know what I'm saying? So the reason why it's significant for me to mention him is because I feel like me being here today is things that I saw and heard from him, as well as CEO Matty J. Shout out to him as well. Um, but both of those guys, man, they really – were great examples for me based off of not what they taught me, but what I saw in them. You know what I'm saying? What I've heard from them just by being around. You know what I'm saying? So. Elaborate on that a little bit for me. Yeah, absolutely. Anything in specific that you can think of off the top of your head that made you kind of start moving different and had that shift? Or was it just them in general, kind of the things that they were doing, things that they were yeah, that's, that you was around with them? Yeah, that's a great question, man. I think, um, so what prompted it was Maddie, he had a whole bunch of cars, like out of nowhere, okay. like BMW i8, 
like I'm like, yo, how's this guy got this car? You know what I'm saying? I had no clue. He had a Tesla, like, you know, and I found out that he was doing uh, Toro. You know what I'm saying? And so once I learned about Toro and I saw that it's a business model where you can get a bunch of cars, make a bunch of bread doing it, I was like, man, wow, so that's attractive, right? So me seeing Maddie do that and then me hearing about the stuff that David would talk about in his content, he spoke about Jim Ron, for example. Um, Jim Ron is a guy who he's uh, he taught sales, but also mindset. So because David talks about stuff like that in his podcast, he talked about stuff like that in his content. It gave me other people to listen to, which helped shape my mindset. So you got to think about it. Me knowing David, listening to the stuff that he's talking about, and then me seeing the stuff that Matthew was doing. Both of those things came together in my mind and it just shaped me as a different person. You know what I'm saying? So um, I started reading books and just being introduced to different things and different thinking. You know what I'm saying? So later seeing all the stuff that David's doing and I'm like, man, like I know this guy. So if he can do it, certainly I can do it. You know what I'm saying? It's the same with Maddie and everybody else that I know. So just me singing and listening to those things is really what shaped my mindset and it ultimately ended up changing my life. Absolutely. Okay, so a lot of people can get caught up into that. Once they have that mindset shit, they go into a heavy, heavy personal development stage. Not necessarily like yeah. industry-specific stuff or stuff that they necessarily right. trying to get into. Just learning a lot of stuff. Is that a path you went down for? Second, or did you kind of find the things that you needed to get right into it? Yo, I was a junkie, bro. <laughs> I'm talking about I was a personal development junkie, man. Like, uh... Anything dealing with mindset, anything dealing with like making money, like all of that stuff, I was like a junkie at it. But you know, here's the thing. I think if you listen to information and you don't implement it, so information without implementation is pointless. You know what I'm saying? Like if I get information. Yeah, so here's the thing. To your point, I think, I think one of the reasons a lot of people fail is because you know, they'll take in so much information, right? and they just don't do any implementation. You know what I mean? Like, imagine you and I are sitting here, if I'm your business coach, yo, I can give you all the game on business. You wanna start a business? I got you. You wanna get six figures in business credit? I got you. But if I give you all these steps, all this information, but your mind is not in a place to really implement it, then it's a waste. You know what I'm saying? So information without implementation is pointless. You've got all the information, but didn't do anything with it. So it, you didn't make yourself any. Actually, you're worse now than you were before you started. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. So, so that's that's why I say it like that. Okay. Okay. So where where? Okay. So you said you had got to a point to where you kind of became an information junkie. Would you like? Was that kind of a period of your life where all you were doing work was consuming, or work as you consume? You was also taking steps. Absolutely, bro. So, and this is, I should have done a better job of framing it, but I'm a husband and I'm a father. You know what I mean? And so, I appreciate it. I think those, just kind of real quick, I want to say because I don't hear a lot of people say it often. Yeah. I think those might be the two dopest things. I agree, bro. And, and here's the thing. One of the reasons that I agree is because the reason why I probably believe that I wasn't just an information junkie is because again, I'm a husband and I'm a father, you feel me? So I gotta make that bread, bro. So here's the thing about it. When Walmart fired me, I've always understood money. You know what I'm saying? So I had bread, but 
I didn't have anything really coming in. You know what I'm saying? And so as I learn stuff, I'm talking about, bro, I'll learn it and implement it. Learn it and implement it. The same time. Same time. So has there always been you? Was there something that you just kind of... Always been me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Somebody tell you something today, like you working on... I'm going to go do it, yeah. And so, like we talked earlier, that's one of the reasons why, like even with podcasting, right? I spend $10,000 on equipment and it's just at the crib. But I'm implementing because I was told what to get and I got it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just using that stuff for my content, but not for my actual podcast. So, yeah, if I learn something, bro, instantly I'm trying to implement it. Because information a lot of times is there's a time limit around it. You feel me? So, like, I don't know if you heard earlier, but they were talking about the courses, right? People don't really buy courses like they were because there's a time limit and when it changed. So if I would have learned about courses earlier and had a bunch of courses for sale, I could have made a bag. But now learning about it a little bit later, the sales of courses have died down because, again, information isn't something that is always going to just exist where it is. Things change often. So you got to implement fast. Right. So you deal with a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, and things like that. How do you stop them from being that person that's just consuming, consuming, consuming? How do you help your clients after you give them the information? Okay, now that they have the information, implement the information. It's a very powerful word. You ready? Yeah. Accountability. 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 Listen, write it down. Accountability. So here's the thing. Like I mentioned earlier, information without implementation is a waste, right? So one of the reasons why it's important for people to charge for services is because it's painful for a person to come out of their pocket and pay you for something and then just not do it repeatedly. You know what I mean? So what I realized is that as your business coach, as your as a business consultant, my success is based off of your success. You feel me? So because of that, I want to make sure that you're as successful as possible. But the thing is that if you're not implementing the things that we're talking about, then I'm not going to be successful because you're not going to be successful. And then you're going to go and say, yo, man, yo, CEO Josh Sherrill, that bro, man, that, he not good at a business coach. But really, the problem would have been you. You know what I mean? So I just hold people accountable based off of what they say they want. And also is just being in that environment. So building a community around entrepreneurship is also something that helps my clients be successful. Absolutely. So the other part of that is making sure that it's public. You feel me? Like there was a time where I gained a bunch of weight and I was like, yo, I got to lose weight. What I did was I went on Instagram, took a picture of myself, all my fatness showing, you know what I'm saying? And I posted it and I said, yo, I'm going to make a post every day that I go to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym for five days. My goal is to weigh this weight in two months, right? So I made it public. I didn't just keep it to myself. You feel me? So if a person's not on social media, call your aunt, whoever you think that you're doing this thing for, call them and let them know what your plan is. Because once someone else understands your plan, then you know that it's in the atmosphere and that person know that you're supposed to be knowing what you said you was going to do. Just have them follow up with you and hold you accountable. Really, accountability is the key for it all. So, 
ability. And okay, would you say it's kind of like even if you just do it on social media, but do you think it's a little deeper or it's a little harder than not to get you to say like you said you're a husband and a father, mm-hmm. and you tell your wife and kids. I'm a do you think it's like a little different? Man, just on social media? bro, absolutely. And my kids follow me on social media too. So if I say something and on social media, they heard it. Okay. But yeah, absolutely, bro. If I tell my kids something, because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a disciplinary as well, right? So my son, you said you was going to do this thing. You didn't do it. Okay, well, this is a repercussion for it. So the moment I say I'm going to do something, if I don't do it, you can best believe they on my head about it. You know what I'm saying? Same with my wife too. So Telling those that are closest to you definitely helps you be more successful because they're going to hold you accountable. Whether they realize it or not, they're going to hold you accountable. But you got to receive the feedback. That's A lot of times that's the biggest part. People want success, want to be held accountable, but don't want to take the feedback. So for the people who don't want to take the feedback, do you just get away from those people or is it something you can do? When like, you want to help somebody and you're trying to hold them accountable, but they just not... Yeah, well, if let's say you're my client and you're paying me, unfortunately, I can't just get away from you. But what I will do is I'll stop working with you because I'm not going to let you make me be unsuccessful. You know what I'm saying? But if my personal life, if I have friends that don't like the feedback, I'm just not going to give them the feedback. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to respect how you are as a person. You feel me? So it's like if you don't want it, I'm not going to give it. But don't come ask me for no money. I ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to help you. But if you don't want to take the help, figure it out on your own. So let's, let's kind of take a walk down your entrepreneurship journey. Okay. So you, you get fired from Walmart. You start the consuming of information. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing that you consume? Okay, like, all right, this is going to be the play that makes me some money. What was it? First of all, I want to shout you out because... My man knows what he's doing. It was really good how you, you took it from here, you brought it back, and now you're bringing up more information out of it. So big shout out to you for that. Um, I, w- I would probably say really understanding that somebody else has already done what I want to do is, is the cheat code. It's the cheat code. So I lost probably $200,000. No, go ahead, go ahead. Absolutely. You've seen somebody else do it, you can help them. Absolutely. And, but here's the thing. I may not know all the intricate details, you feel me? But I do know that something was done. So I'm going to start making my way to take those steps to get to it. And then if that person offers a service to teach me, I'm just going to pay it. It's like, bro, why would I, why would I waste time, energy, effort, money trying to figure something out? If I can just pay you to, to show me what you did, you know what I'm saying? I want to. It's making me think of a quote that I read in a book. It's actually a whole. I love that book. Hundred percent. It's definitely a great read if you're looking for a book in the entrepreneurship field. Great book. If you have enough money to solve a problem, then you don't have. Yep. Ain't no problem. <laughs> so you say you just start walking towards their way. Yep. And then if it's somebody already farther along that path, then you can just pay for it. Yeah, absolutely. But see, because I am a self-starter, I'm going to try to figure it out myself. I mentioned my brother, CEO, Matty J. Matty is like the Toro king. He's like the rental car king. Like, 
it's very few people in the Toro space that don't know Matty J. You know what I'm saying? I didn't just go to him and be like, hey, bro, like, how do you do X? Nah. I went and got three cars myself. I bought, um, I bought two, three Porsches. I bought a Audi, and I got a Mer five cars, a Mercedes. And I figured it out, bro. Now, that's not to say I can't hit Matty up and be like, yo, Matty, yo, how do you do X, Y, and Z? I know I can, but I really don't want to lean on people without trying myself first. Right, right. But looking back on it, would you do it that way again, or would you kind of go to Matty J, not like saying before you implement, but just kind of like, okay, I got the cards, what should I do? So that's a really good question. That's actually a great question. It's a combination. So what I was doing initially because I, let me say this. Most times people are going to pay for it. We're going we're gonna to utilize what we value the least. Either we're going to utilize money to get the information and get it where we want to get to, or we're going to utilize time to figure out the information to get to where we want to get to. But whatever we value the least is what we're going to use. Most people value their money more than their time, so they'll waste a bunch of time trying to figure it out. I value my time way more than I do my money. So I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time trying to figure it out because I got bread. I can just pay somebody to help me out. So with that being said, now I'm going to try initially but I'll still want to try, so I want to try to get it myself, but I'm going to get as much information as I can before I go to Matty J or before I go to David Shands because me going to them, I want to be intelligent with my questions. You feel me? If I haven't even tried much yet, if I only got cars, imagine me going to Matty and be like, all right, y'all got cars, what do I do now? I need to, have to, I need to go to Matty and be like, yo, I got the cars, I tried this for marketing, I had this issue when I rented one of the cars, now what do I do? Because how do I overcome these issues? So that information that I have from the implementation is going to allow me to ask him more intelligent questions. What's so going to give me more intelligent answers, which will help me be more successful. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If people don't think their time is the most important thing, that's what they give away with yep. them. The people who feel like their finances are what's important. That's a lot. I appreciate you. Uh, through uh, personal development. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, I don't know where, I feel like I heard somebody say that. So whoever heard said, shout out to them. Later. Oh, later. Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah, much. That's something that I really learned. Honestly, I think just from me being a business coach, because there's a lot of people that I know that they want like business credit. Right. They'll rather go to Google and think that they're going to get as much information as I have from Google. But what Google does, it pieces stuff together. You know what I'm saying? So they'll do that because it's free. But if I do it like I got a, um, I have a, an event that I'm doing soon. It's $500 right now, it's half off, right? I've had so many people hit me up about doing the event, but now that I've posted it, only a few people have signed up for it. Because they don't realize that that little $250 that they're gonna spend, I'm gonna teach them how to make $10,000, $20,000, $60,000, you know what I'm saying? But they value their money 
much more than they do their time. And that's the reason why they're holding on to their money and going to invest their time because they think that they can Google all the information. So, so how would you say people, how would you say people could get to the other side of their bridge? What would you say would be some steps for them to take to not be so invested in the money and understand the time is yeah. that we can do that? Uh, no, absolutely. But that time is when it's going, it's gone. I think, you know, really it's through working on personal development, working with people and being around people that stretch you to be better, bro. You know what I'm saying? If I'm around people who are on my level, then I, I won't really be able to grow. But if I'm around people that are on levels higher than me, then naturally I'm going to grow. It's just natural. You know what I'm saying? It's not possible for you to stay the same being around me. You're not, you're not going to hang around me and be a person to pull me down. I'm going to pull you up or we're just going to stop being around each other. So I really think that it's really just the environments that you're around and the things that you consume. So how would you say, what would you say the best way for people to start getting those environments? Would you say is paying for them? Would you say is finding communities this? That's a good question. Um, that's a really good question. I think it's really based on your budget. So, and the reason why I say that is because it's based on your budget and your mindset, right? So, I have a lot of really influential friends, but I've I've not gotten any of them just through me trying to get something from them. Maddie J, David Shans, like you know, some of my other friends, I didn't even know what they were doing. I, we're just friends. I got friends that are, I got a friend that say uh, he's an NBA player. He's retired now, played with Kobe and everything. I had no clue, I don't watch sports. But it's just my friend, you know what I'm saying? Now I know what he did. But I think that if you can be a genuine person and be around people and just be yourself, then do that. But you still need to get into communities that have that element that you're missing. You know what I'm saying? So get into communities, um, pay for mentorship. I'm a, big, I'm a big advocate for mentorship because it's a hack, bro. But so many of us don't do it because we think it's a scam. And it's a mindset problem as to why people think it's a scam. You know what I'm saying? 100%. So, that's where I really want to go with this. Go with I it, bro. Mean, <laughs> yeah, it's because this is really like insane. People spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on college, be excited at graduation, yeah. and they know they don't have any new skills. Yeah. But if they pay you $5 and you don't teach them how to make $5 million, they say you're a scam. So, that's facts. Where do, you, where do you think that mindset comes from? And how do you think people it? It's foolishness, man. It's, uh, it's a lack of self-accountability. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to hold you higher to a higher standard than, for my life than I hold my own self. You feel me? So it's like, imagine me, me being the person that I am today, right? Imagine me being upset with you for not teaching me how to make $5 million because I, I gave you $100. But I'm not even mad at myself for paying $100 and not even really doing the work. Because a lot of times that's what it is. It's easier to say scam than it is to really look in the mirror and say, yo, I dropped the ball. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's really the problem. So do you think it's like, you think it's just like people have to look at themselves and like yeah. just take that accountability? Absolutely. Or do you think it's like a hack or something that people can like, or a process that people can walk through and say, okay, it was this product or service that didn't work, or it was me this time that didn't work? Yo, bro, here's my thing. I don't, I, and anyone that know me know this, I don't care what it is. If I'm involved in it, 
is my fault. I'm not going to give you and nobody else power to say, so this is what I think. Yo, it's my fault, bro. I don't care what it is, right? So if I blame you, then guess what? I gave you power over my life. I'll never do that. The situation with Walmart, that's my fault. Because even though they try to allow me, babe, they lied on me, I put myself in that position. So, and just to real quickly, what I did was, by me being a manager, anytime, like let's say you go to Walmart and you bust a bag of water open, right? Then that loose water, we use it for the truck unloaders. It's free water because all we do is write it off anyway. That's what they try to say I stole. But so this is why I say it's my fault. I shouldn't have drank the water. I, I could have went and bought some water. But because I understand the process, I know that really this water is already accounted for. It's not stealing. But I put myself, knowing that my manager doesn't like me, I put myself in that position because I took the water. I didn't need to take it. I could have just went and bought water. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why they try to let me come back because they know I did a great job. And they know that it was capped. Like, I didn't steal anything. You know what I'm saying? But I, I did that to myself. So is that a mindset that you had from a jump? Nah. Just personal development, bro. Like, and and part of it is the circles of people that I'm in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I learned that through. I can't. I'm trying to think of who it was, man. Shout out to whoever I got that from, but I can't. I, I read it somewhere. But you know, realizing that you are the one that is in control of your life. For me, it's it's freeing. When my manager, I'm go back to Walmart again. But when they fired me initially, bro, yo. Because I did all of his work, I had all of his credentials to log into his, his uh, systems, and I did that, bro. I don't steal, but, oh, y'all want to say I stole? Okay, cool. So this is what I did. I logged into all of his information. Um, they got a 90, he got like a $100,000 bonus check every March. I had already set up everything to take it. I'm telling you, bro, I set everything up to take it. I logged into all his information and everything. I did all of his work. I have all of his credentials. I logged into it. All I had to do was wait for the deposit to hit. No one would have ever known I did it. But I, what I did was I deleted it. And the reason why I deleted it, actually, no, I'm lying to you, bro. So it, what happened was I set it up too early. I set it up. I set it up too early. So <laughs> no one knew it was set up. And then that next week, it was going to, the week after that, it was going to actually drop. So when I realized I set it up too early, I thought about it and I was like, yo, like, who are you turning into? I really was turning into somebody that I'm not. It, I take pride in saying, yo, I got everything out of the mud. Now, if I would have stole $90,000 from this man, I couldn't sit here and say that with all confidence. You know what I'm saying? So what I did was I just, I, I deleted it. You know what I'm saying? But I realized that I'm allowing other people to shape who I am as a person. I'm basically, that man basically was my master at that point, bro. That man was my master. I don't want nobody to be my master. God is my master, you know what I'm saying? So aside from that, bro, if it's something that happens, I don't blame God, I blame myself. I blame myself. It's a great mindset to have, boss, man. It's a big, big, great mindset to have. So let's um, keep walking down this entrepreneurial journey. So you go, okay, I'm gonna um, kind of fast forward a little bit to where you are now, uh, like a little later in the journey. What's the thing that you're most excited about that you're doing? Man, building community. So you asked earlier about, you know, how people can overcome different things. And I believe it's community. The thing I'm most excited about is just building community. The reason why I'm so excited about it is because when I really look back over my life, I was always the happiest when I was helping people. You know what I'm saying? And so 
I started to miss Walmart at one point. I thought about going back. And I was talking to my wife and I was like, yo, am I tripping? She's like, you definitely tripping. So we sat down and analyzed, what do I miss about Walmart? I hated that job, bro. The thing that I missed was me developing people from being a, a cart pusher, which is the lowest position you can have in Walmart. And those people ended up becoming assistant managers. And it's because they listened. They followed the path that I gave them and they, they were able to get promoted. So that's what I'm most excited about. Absolutely, bro. It's the, it's the most it's the most fulfilling thing in this world is to help another person do more than what they think they're mentally, physically, emotionally capable of doing. I do it every day with my kids. My kids. So, and the reason why I say them, because my son is here today, right? And a lady made a video and she recorded on his phone. She just had to tell me a message about how great of a kid he is. He's 17. And she was so impressed with him. Yeah, he's 17. I appreciate it. That's, that's dope. Yeah. No, you good. You good. You good, man. I appreciate. I appreciate the love for real. So yeah, he's 17, and um, I invest into my children more than I invest into myself, bro. Now I'm gonna tell you this now because I think it's important. But when my my 17 year old who's here today. There's been so many times over his life where I worried about him. I was, this kid's just gonna be lazy. He, I'll be on that man's head. But I never was like intentionally hurtful. I was always trying to be constructive and helpful. So you have conversations with him now, you will be so amazed at the stuff that he says because even though I thought he wasn't listening, I still kept pouring into him. Because I realized when I was his age, my life was a lot different from how his is. So yeah, man, I, my, I, I do it every day because I pour into my children. I pour into my wife. But you know, on the level as far as business is concerned, I don't necessarily have clients every day only because with all the other things I have going on, most of what I do is, is higher ticket. So it's not something that everybody can afford. But that's the reason why I want to build a community because I know that, again, the cart pusher at Walmart, he wouldn't be able to afford my services. He probably wouldn't even be able to think about the importance of me, the services that I offer. But I still want to help and impact that man or that woman. You know what I'm saying? So building a community is the way in which I'm able to do that. So that's the reason why, like, in, in my personal life, I do it every day. Professional life, not as much just because my services aren't as cost effective as some people may like. Yeah, so I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, I do business consulting, um, and I also do like digital products, right? Which the digital products are a lower level cost, but most people need that accountability. They need that like, yo, why didn't you do this? You, this is what you committed to, why didn't you do it? They need a person to sit across from them and look them in their eyes and say, yo, you're failing, bro. Like, this is the life that you want. They need that, you know what I'm saying? Do they get that with the uh, digital products or is my one-on-one -on -one stuff, yeah, yeah. Cause you know, think about it, a digital product is like my ebook. Yeah. Of course, like you'll get it and then just don't do nothing with it. Yeah. Nobody ain't gonna say nothing to you, they didn't even know you bought it. Mm -hmm. 
But that's another reason why I want to build community around those things because even if we may not do one-on-ones, if you're part of my community, I'm still able to hold you accountable. You know what I'm saying? So that, that community, man, for me is just something that I'm so passionate about right now. I'm passionate about it, bro. This is dope. So uh, in your one-on-one coaching mm -hmm. Yeah. So take him to a moment that specifically sticks out to you where he was like, I can tell this is gonna be a moment for him and they took that and they had that change in their life. Man, that's that's a that's an amazing question, bro. As you were asking it, I was trying to think of a specific scenario. Um so I have one uh which I actually used to work with him at Walmart. I was his manager. Um so he has a daughter and his daughter, which ironically enough, his baby mama is a girl who he used to manage at Walmart as well, but I was his manager. But, um, but anyway, so he's battling, uh, he was battling a situation with getting full custody of his daughter. He's a great guy. But in order to take care of a kid, you gotta be able to have bread, right? And so because he didn't really have the financial resources, one of the things that was preventing him from being able to get full custody of his daughter was the, the money, you know what I mean? So he didn't really have much for credit. He didn't really understand how to make money. But what I was able to do with him was actually take him from having bad credit to getting his personal credit up and then helping him build business credit because he has a clothing brand that he's trying to launch as well. So the big success was this man could only get like a, a $200 credit card. So I think the highest limit he had was $500. But once I worked with him, I was able to get him a $20,000 personal credit limit. It's easy for me to get $20,000 in business credit. But personal credit, getting that for a person, is big because it says something in their personal credit profile warrants them to get $20,000. So him getting access to that money is something that actually helped change the whole trajectory of his life. Think about it. If you get $20,000, like, what could you do with that? You know what I'm saying? You can do a lot with it. Especially if I can help you get it at zero percent interest for a year, you feel me? So. I can't remember. I know I've heard the quote multiple times, but the person that I've heard say it most recently is my guy So shout out to him. He's in the credit game. You can, you can, what is? You can get approved for fifty thousand in credit a lot faster than you can save. Man, that's a fact, bro. That is a and that's and shout out to him for that. Yeah, that's that's a fact. Like that. But again, mindset. So Smitty, uh, your man Smitty, right? He, he understands that. But so many of us, young black men specifically, but people in general, young black people, we don't understand that. So what we do is we try to save ourselves to wealth. You can't do that, bro. You can't do that. So saving money, that's really one of the worst things you can possibly do. You need to have bread, yeah, but getting business credit, you get access to higher limits. And then you're able to max that card out by doing something that's gonna produce you know, residual income. So people will get personal credit, but that personal credit, once you run that card up, it's gonna destroy your personal credit because your utilization is so high. But when you get it on the business side, you can max that card out and it's not even gonna hurt your utilization. It's actually gonna help you because now you got cash flow if you've taken that money and invested into an asset that's gonna produce cash. So yeah, he's right, bro. He's absolutely right. Experience, nah, so 
we were talking earlier about um, people not valuing their time and valuing money. And so they try to use their time to figure out information because they don't want to spend the money. I got in so much debt doing that, bro, that I had to learn personal credit to get my personal credit right. I was in hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt. Credit on my personal side. Remember, I t remember the cars I told you about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that destroyed me, bro. And I won't even really able to make the payments on some of those cars because that was my only source of income. And because I didn't structure everything properly, it was just destroying my credit score. Go ahead. So tell me how you got from that person who was in the hundred thousands of dollars in debt to the person that's sitting in front of me now with multiple successful businesses yeah. in the business credit game, in the business coaching game, and actually having to take people to the next level. Some of the things that got you from one place to Grit, bro. Grit. Grit and accountability. And just consistency like i i refuse to believe that my life is meant to be in poverty i refuse bro i i can lose everything i have today i'm gonna wake up tomorrow i'm gonna give myself a minute to kind of get myself together emotionally and i'm gonna go and get i'm gonna go get to it because bro just look around we, we live in america i know a lot of people don't agree with this a lot of people don't believe it especially black people but america is one of the greatest countries in the world it's a place where you can literally come from nothing and obtain everything. But if you don't have the information on how to obtain it, then of course you're gonna not obtain it. You know what I'm saying? But for me, it's really just thinking about my, my wife. This woman supported me, man, when I had nothing. She's never, my wife has never made me feel less of a man because I didn't have something. She still followed my leadership. When I had a lot, when I had a little, she followed my leadership. When I lost everything, she followed my leadership. Now that I have a lot, she still follows my leadership. My children, it's the same. You can ask me, you see my son around him, ask him. He's never experienced or felt any hardship we've ever gone through. And I'm real with my son. Like he was, we were talking um, a couple of weeks ago. He said, dad, and I was telling him, I was like, yo, I really wish y'all understood how hard I go for y'all. And he was like, dad, when was the last time that you had to struggle? And I was like, bro, we struggled a few years ago. He was like, for real? Man, we didn't have nothing, bro. We had nothing a few years ago. I was like, you didn't, you couldn't tell? He was like, nah, I never thought that. I said, yeah, that's, that's my, for me, that's the reason why I sit here today as somebody who has success because I'm never gonna let my children experience any type of like hardship. My wife will experience a little bit because it's my partner, you know what I'm saying? I gotta be real with her. Baby, look, like we, the bread a little thin right now. You know what I'm saying? Let's be smart on how we spend stuff. Because if I don't say that, she'll run it up. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just really having that accountability with people. Okay, okay. So let, let's dive into that. Because a huge part of everybody's journey, but especially your journey, because you said you, you have a wife and you have kids. Right. And you have one of your kids, 17 year old. Yeah. So that's, that's a while. You've had a kid for a while. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been married? I've been married for uh, 13 years, 14 years, one of them. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, I lied. I'm sorry. It's been 11 years. 11 years. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, still a very long time. Yeah. And the people around you are definitely a huge part of your journey. So, how did you? How did you? Because, like you said, life is your partner. Right. How did you sit down and say, okay, this is somebody? 
I should bring along for the long haul. This is somebody that actually could be with me through the good parts and the bad parts of the journey. Because everybody wants it. Yeah, yeah. People don't understand how to pick that out when they see it and don't know how to stick with right, it. Right, right. A lot of people like to shine the lights and the flash yep. cars and, you know, this and that. So how did you buckle down and say, okay, I have something good going. I have these pieces in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to deal with it. Man, that's, that's an amazing question, bro. I, and I'm going to be honest. There's so much backstory to that. It would it would be a whole podcast in itself, um, and, and not in that question, but in me to give you a good answer. But um, so me and my wife, we didn't really get together the traditional way where, man, this girl looks good. You know, let me holler at her, and you know, like it was it didn't work out like that for us. Um, and one of the reasons is because the thing that really attracted me to my wife was her son. So my 17 year old son, I've been his dad. I've been his living dad since he was three years old. You know what I'm saying? So my love for him and my admiration for him is what really attracted me ultimately to his mom. So my, my son, I knew his dad when he was alive. And when his dad was alive, he was a great guy, but his dad passed away. And so initially I was in his life as a father figure. I, I didn't care anything about it. actually to be real with you. I didn't really like his mom as a person. Because back in the, this was a long time ago, but back in the day, I had a couple girlfriends, you know what I'm saying? And she, she was trying to mess that up for me because she had an issue with one of the girls that I was talking to. You know what I'm saying? So everything, everything is a journey, you know what I'm saying? And so I didn't really care for her, but because my love for her son and being in her son's life as a positive male role model, as time went on, my hatred, I don't want to say hatred, but my dis dislike for her vanished and I had to kind of get to know who she was as a person. And I was like, yo, she's actually really dope. So that really is what kind of transpired that whole relationship. Once I realized like, yo, she ain't this bad person I thought she was, I already looked at her son as my son, so it just kind of worked out. You know what I'm saying? And then just over the time when I saw like, yo, I'm falling off and she's been solid the entire time. When it first, it happened several times. When it first happened, and then it happened again. I was like, yo, like, she good people, bro. Like, you know, and I think a lot of times when men go through hardship and then we be up, we want to leave those that suffered with us. But if I, if I know a person like that, they're a disloyal person. You know, if you're a man who suffers through something and then you get on top and then you leave the one that suffered with you, you're trash, bro. I'm not trash. So I, I, anybody that suffers with me, I'm going to make sure that if I rise, they rise too. You know what I'm saying? There's been times where she and I fought, we broke up and separated and, you know, but we just, ultimately it works out. You know what I mean? So, okay, it makes sense. The people that you decide to have along for the journey yeah. for the long haul are the people who are willing, that you see are willing to endure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I guess, how do you, how do you pick that up? Because, I know, like, bad times are relative. You right. Know, I mean, bad times to one person might not look like a bad time to another. Right. So does it have to be, like, real, real, like, travesty, tragedy striking? Or could it just be, like, okay, the bank account a little thinner than it used mm -hmm. to be? Let's see how she moves. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great point because it is relative, right? But for me personally, anything that, any, you know, I've been in a lot of different situations in my life. Like I, I'm saying with a pink suit on, I, may, I mentioned this earlier, but 
the person that I am today, I haven't always been this person. I'm, I'm really a street dude. Like, I'm really from that. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate it. I'm really from that. So one of the reasons why I believe I'm sitting here is because I have a lot of street knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Because of what I've been through. And growing up in environments like I grew up in, you can't really be as involved in those environments and not understand people. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're involved in stuff that I was involved in and you, you don't really know how to judge people, you end up dead, just to be real. And so it doesn't have to be something like tragic for me to see a person and be like, yo, that's a solid person. It doesn't have to be anything that's like excessive, but if I see how you move with somebody else, I'm gonna learn from how you treated them. If I go through something myself and I see how you move, I'll say this, and I, I'm, I hate to divert, but God been my best friend since we were fifth grade, in fifth grade, my best friend, like my best friend. And I don't talk to him today. The reason why I don't talk to him is because he ignored me two times. And I told him the last time, I said, bro, if you don't answer this phone call when I call you back, I said, just know that I'm going to respect that. I said, but I also need you to respect how I'm going to ignore you when you decide you want to talk to me. And the reason why I did that was because I was going through stuff in my life at that point, and so was he. You know what I'm saying? But he chose to ignore me. He chose to ignore me, right? And because of that decision that he made, I gave him that warning, like, yo, you've done this multiple times before. I'm not, a, I'm not accepting, I'm not tolerating inconsistency from people. I'm just too high level of a person to deal with that. So I told him, I said, bro, if you don't pick up this call, you might as well not ever call me back. He didn't pick up the call. Two years later, he called me back. I didn't answer the phone. He's been texting me back. I don't, I don't respond to his text messages. And I get every single one of them. I get them. But I'm just, my man sent me a, a video of us when we were younger. I'm not responding, bro, because I told you. I told you. So I see how people move, and it tells me a lot about who they are as a person. You know, so it don't have to be nothing tragic, but we know, we all know, the people that we need to keep around and the ones that we don't. Yeah, yeah. So, what would you say the principle that you learned from, like your earlier life, your journey, the things that happened before you got into business, that was really like a huge, like, okay, because of this, even though I'm not in the same fields, I got, I know I got to move, I know I got to, regardless of if it's the streets, is it's Walmart, or if it's business coaching, mm -hmm. I got to move like this. What are some of those things? Um, you really can only ultimately rely on yourself and that everything that happens is your fault. I'll give you an example. If I'm out here hustling and I fumble a pack, plug don't care that old boy robbed me. Whose fault is that? Your fault, bro. You shouldn't have made yourself a target, right? If I'm working at Walmart and my strength numbers, which is like theft, is high, Corporate don't care that I didn't steal it. Corporate don't care that somebody came in and stole it while I was working. They care that I'm not performing because my numbers, are, my strength numbers are too high in my business. If I'm suffering from whatever and not making money because I can't work, the bill people don't care. My employees, they don't care. They need their bread. So ultimately, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. 
You are the one that is responsible for everything that happens in your life. I've learned it in the streets. I've learned it in corporate America. I've learned it in my professional life as an entrepreneur and a business coach. So I think that really that is the biggest piece of the puzzle that I feel like a lot of people lack is that they don't have accountability. But I think that really, aside from obviously um, being able to have somebody tell you when you're doing wrong, the accountability is really the biggest piece that people need. So that for me is the thing that I've seen to be always consistent, regardless of what you're doing, the accountability and knowing that it's my fault. Appreciate you as well, brother. Yeah, yeah, man. I'll um, I'll say this. Uh, we first met in Texas, right? I remembered you from Texas. <laughs> um, now we're here today. Something that I realize about you is you're consistent, right? You're not going to give up. There's something that you want to do, and you're going to do it. The reason why, and I believe you're going to do it. The reason why is because you showed up at an event in Texas. You're here in Miami today. And you could have, I don't know what happened between then and now, right? But what I do know is both of those events were podcasting events. I do know that right now, today, we're sitting down shooting a podcast. So I really hope that people understand that everything is a journey. And if you're going from A to Z, you don't stop at D. You know what I'm saying? You got to consistently stick with it. Keep going. Go through all the hard parts. Everything that you don't think that you can withstand, you got to withstand it. Keep going because you're going to ultimately get to that goal. But if you stop midway there, then you'll never know what you really could have materialized. So I want to really salute you because the grind isn't easy. It's not easy to invest money. You invested money to come here. You invested money to go to the event in Texas. And I'm proud of you. So the thing I want people to take away is to acknowledge when people are doing something that you should acknowledge them for. And I wanted to acknowledge you for that. You know what I'm saying? And I hope people will take that away is that success is a journey. It's a journey. Yeah, so on all social media platforms, my uh, social media name is CEO Josh Earl. That's CEO J-O-S-H-E-A-R-L. I'm on all the platforms. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok, Facebook, uh, YouTube as well. And I'm also starting a podcast um, that I want you guys to tune into as well. But if you follow me on any of those handles, you will actually see the podcast. The name of it is Audacious Conversations. And basically, we're going to be talking about the audacity that you have to have to go from nothing to something. Right. So it's business and lifestyle podcasting. Absolutely. Absolutely. This has been another episode of the No Name Just Game podcast. I hope you guys learned a lot from the episode because I definitely did. It was a great interview. I appreciate you for sitting down. Appreciate you for letting me.